0: I'm Gwen
1: and I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me,
0: the podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Thanks for being here today. You've tuned in to our one-year anniversary episode Originally, we were going to chat about our anticipated fall and winter book releases, but we thought this was more important since this is the last official episode of Jacqueline being my co-host.
1: We might mention a book or two, but this episode is much more focused on us and the podcast as it turns one year old tomorrow. For old times sake, what are you currently reading?
0: I am reading The Husbands by Chandler Baker. It's the same author who wrote The Whisper Network. Um, this book is about an overworked wife and mother who was trying to make partner at the law firm that she works at. Um, So just a little bit of background on her. She has a daughter who's four and she's also pregnant and her and her husband are looking for a new house because you know their family's expanding so they need more space. But all she wants is a little bit more help from her husband with like day-to-day tasks. So it's mainly focused on how much women do both working outside the home and running a successful household. And so at the beginning, like I said, of the story, her and her husband are viewing a house in this elite suburban neighborhood. And in that process, she meets a group of women who have husbands that seem to do much more around the house than her husband does. And she gets drawn into their social circle. And it's basically she got hired to do an investigation on a possible wrongful death case um one of the women in the neighborhood her husband died in a fire in his own home and she's trying to like get it settled with her insurance and stuff like that but in the process of her working this case she's learning more what goes on behind doors in these other homes with these other
1: couples is it like more like literary though because i think i tried reading the whisper network and it was definitely like that like Okay,
0: so it's not, I tried the Whisper Network as well. I actually brought, bought it for a coworker for like her Christmas gift one year. And then she really enjoyed it. And then after she finished reading it, she let me borrow it and I DNF'd it. I could not get into it. And I actually tried it twice. And I it, I don't know if it was the writing or just the store. I just remember really not liking it. So I was nervous to pick this one up, but it sounded like something that I would be interested in. And there's something that I could say that I think would clue people in. But I think it gives a lot of way. So I don't want to say that little phrase. Um, but it made me interested. And so I gave it a shot. And it's not like page turning thrilling. It is this mystery. Once you get more, I mean, it is a lot of social commentary about all the things that women have to do you know, like sometimes in some households, you know, guys, they go to work outside the home and then they come home and yeah, maybe they cut the grass. Yeah, maybe they take out the trash. But women, you know, we have our nine to five jobs that we go to and we work just as hard, but then we come home and like I said, she has a daughter. So she has to, you know, make sure her daughter is fed, her lunch is packed, she gets her to scoot on time. She remembers when picture day is, she remembers all of her like, any like birthday parties that her daughter has to go to and she has to keep all of this on track. And then when people tell her like, oh, remind me of this. And she's like, oh, that's another thing, you know, that I have to do. I have to remind them to, you know, X, Y, and Z. So it's really a discussion of that. But then the other women, it's like, how are these other guys in this neighborhood going grocery shopping, making the lunches for their children and all of this? So it's social commentary mixed with like a mystery. And it's not as literary, but it's not like a page turning, thrilling, like, oh my gosh, favorite read of all time. It's probably going to end up being like a three stars, I would guess.
1: I, yeah, so I'm not currently reading anything because I actually just finished Where the Crawdads Sing and I was going to work, I'm like, a spoiler vlog, so I was going to work on like a lot of editing today. So I haven't decided what I'm picking up next, if I was going to start another vlog or just read a book on the side or whatever. So... I'll just tell you guys about where the crawdads sing, but I, that's what I rated that book like a three star because yeah, like even though it involves like a slight mystery, the just like literary fiction type of books they just don't really do anything special for me. Like it was a little bit emotional, like um the ending was a little sad, but I don't know. It's just like okay, like that was a decent book, you know. It wasn't anything that was mind-blowing and that's how i feel with a lot of those like literary fiction slight light mystery books like for a thriller reader like they just it's like, this isn't even a mystery. But for other people, yeah. they're probably like, oh my gosh, like the mystery was fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that, I mean, for me personally, and I have that on my TBR, so you're kind of making me think, maybe I should just unhaul it. Do you think it would be better as a movie? I know it's being adapted.
1: No, honestly, I was reading the book and I was like, wow, I'm glad I actually read this book because the movie is probably going to be really boring. Yeah, it feels like there, so... It's following, um, this young girl, Kaya, who has been living in the marsh, like, her whole life, and she has, like, an abusive father, and she had a bunch of siblings and a mom, and the mom just up and left one day when she was, like, a couple years old, like, four or five, I guess, and then all of her siblings, like, just also left because they were a lot older than her and then her dad was there for a little bit and then he just left so she had literally like kind of like raised herself in the marsh like okay, since she was just seven weird years to old to me
0: though like how did parents just like leave and leave their right behind? Like, like, and like, you
1: don't even really get an answer to that until like closer to the end of the book so i was like okay that's weird like i don't even know why they left why would you leave your kid there um but the interesting part for me because i read like obviously like memoirs about like messed up childhoods and stuff was Kaya's parts growing up and, like, surviving by herself. Like, those were interesting parts. But then there's also, like, it flip-flops timelines. And there's this, like, murder mystery that they're trying to figure out. Um So it, like, flips back and forth. And I did not care about, like, the mystery at all. Because I was like, well, like, that's in the future. I don't even know what's going on yet. Like, I just want to hear about Kaya, like, surviving. And so it fast-forwards so much that, like she's in her like 19s and 20s and there's like different relationships that she's had but like so much of the book I was like okay when is something actually going to happen like okay this has been drawn out a little bit too much like we get it we know yeah let's go ahead so as a movie I almost feel like it would be worse because have you ever watched those movies that are very like artistic and it's like yeah. they focus like on a not scene my thing. for like yeah not my thing either and I feel it just feels like that's how it's going to be filmed but I'm not okay. sure but just how the yeah. book went so that's why like if I wasn't doing a spoiler vlog I even said in my vlog I was like I could have just easily put this down halfway through and been like I really don't care about the ending like I could walk away from it and not care so the only reason I finished it was because I had like a priority to finish it, but it was not something that I was like, "Wow, I can't wait to pick that up! I can't wait to find out what's happening! I can't wait to read it!" I was like, "Uh, I guess I'll read you know fifty more pages and like." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how I feel about mine. Just because like, I kind of get what's happening. I, I yeah. know what's happening. Okay, mm-hmm. is that it? Because yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I got it check you know Yep. um so yeah maybe this author isn't for me this is like the last chance for this author so we'll see what I think about the ending um it's okay so one dnf one three star from an author for me let's mm, it had to be a really good synopsis to pull me (laughs) in so yeah Yeah. (sighs) anyway I honestly don't know where to start this episode other than the beginning. So let's just do a quick behind the scenes of the creation of Talk Bookish to Me. I have personally listened to podcasts, I want to say for the last 10 years, Um, mostly true crime. And I always thought one day I want to start my own podcast, but I never had any like podcast themes or ideas or like a niche in mind. Um, Did you listen to podcasts before we started Talk Bookish to Me?
1: Yeah, but I I never had listened to a bookish podcast. I actually always listened to like health, keto, low carb paleo. I did listen to some infertility podcasts, um some like sleep podcasts, like it was always something where I was like getting information from it or learning something, but I've never listened to like true crime or like a st- like I've never listened to like a story podcast if that makes sense, you know, like yeah. where people are just like telling like telling you an episode or telling you a mystery. So maybe I should try that out though.
0: I definitely think you should try out true crime, especially because you're starting to read true crime. And I can give you some recommendations for sure. But it's just so interesting because you really get into the host and you can just like recognize the host's voice from like anywhere. Um, but there's just some really good ones that I turn on like, like I said, with audiobooks, like if I'm folding laundry or doing a puzzle or cooking dinner, I'll turn that on. That's what I used to listen to on the the way to work is podcasts, not audiobooks, because I used to listen to a lot of them. Um, I have cut back quite a bit, but from time to time, I'm like, oh, let me catch up on Dr. Death, you know, <laughs> and I'll listen to those. So, um, but finding bookish podcasts to me was sort of like finding booktube within the YouTube universe. Um, I never knew there was like a bookish niche in the podcasting world until I stumbled across it. Just like with booktube had no idea it was a thing, have been listening to podcasts for 10 years. And then one day I was like, oh, what's what's this? <laughs> and same thing with BookTube. So, but once I discovered bookish podcasts, I listened to a few, but I still stuck to true crime because none of the bookish ones that I listened to really like caught me and gripped me and made me want to keep listening to them week after week. I hope <laughs> that our podcast has changed that and people like love coming back bi-weekly, you know, to listen to all of our episodes. I think we have done a variety of different type of episodes, like recommendations, lists, um, different like topics about like, you know, are libraries bad for authors, you know, are audiobooks real reading, um, things like that. So I think we have done a good mix. And we have done book discussions, which are a lot of fun. Um, Not always Picking the best books, but we've tried.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then 2020 happened.
0: Yeah. It was a mix of becoming friends with you, um, not returning to work and needing something more than booktube to keep me busy. Because that's where my main focus was when I was working, it was balancing doing videos for YouTube, and going to work and doing that. But then after being friends with you, we're both on YouTube, um, not working and needing something more than just that to keep me busy. Um, I started thinking about uh, doing a live show. And live shows became really popular on booktube and I was brainstorming my own version of like a fun live show idea because everybody was stuck at home they became really popular because of that and I was like hmm what can I do to you know and I didn't want to do reading sprints or a book discussion because those are pretty much all the kind of live shows that were happening and I wanted to do something, of course, like you always like to say, it's like something that nobody else was doing. Um, so my original idea for the live show was I would invite a few guests on and we would discuss a literary topic, much like we do here. Um, and everyone would weigh in with their thoughts and opinions, their hot takes, you know, anything like that. Um, then to mix it up I considered throwing in some book recommendations from time to time because I have been on a few live shows on other people's channel where um, it's like a thriller recommendation live show so we all come on and talk about our favorite thrillers and people ask for recommendations and things like that.
1: I really think though that the live show idea would still be a great idea even if you did it like I don't know quarterly or less but like I would love to be like, even if I'm reading the comments of like a live show, if you guys like, for instance, take some of the topics we've talked about, like our audiobooks, real reading, like, it'd be so cool to hear what, you know, 40 people on the live show think about it, you know, or think about that topic.
0: Yeah, I still might transition it over. I have created a YouTube channel for Talk Bookish to me. Um, and I don't know if it would be as successful over there because obviously my audience is on my personal, you know, booktube, YouTube channel. Um, so I might do it there and then I could say, hey, and listen to the episode. So that is something that I actually have considered, especially after we have like so many of those good, like discussion type topics that, you know, we think this, we're only two people and you know thousands hundreds millions of people reading so I'm sure they have their own opinions too so it is something that I've considered um but yeah we'll see what happens it's all balancing now it's like getting the book to videos done getting the podcast done and all of that but
1: so where did the name talk bookish to me come from
0: it actually came from Allie, the same Allie that was a special guest back in March. Um, she came up with the name for the live show idea as I pitched it to her. So I was telling her like, oh, I want to sit and talk books with people, basically is what I told her. And she's like, you should name it Talk Bookish to Me. So that was going to be the live show. She loved the idea. And I told her I needed a catchy name. And she said Talk Bookish to Me. And I was like, yes. Yes. And surprisingly enough, I helped her with her podcast name as well. And it was just kind of unbeknownst. Like she didn't know I was, she was naming my podcast and I didn't know I was naming her podcast, but it's just, we liked what the other person said and we just kind of stuck with that.
1: But then it never actually became a live show. It just was the podcast. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, I ended up dragging my feet for too long. Um, And because I was involved in other live shows at the time as well, I was, you know, busy doing that. I was Busy building new friendships and stuff like that. I procrastinated it and ended up becoming the podcast instead. Um, it took a bit of convincing you <laughs> to bring you on board because I remember when I first pitched it to you because I at that point I was like, "This is the perfect time. I'm not going returning to work. I have all of this extra time." this is the time. Like it was like a sign. And I was like, Oh, crap, I need someone else to help me. And you're so organized. And we were like, our friendship was pretty new at the time. But we were having a lot of fun collabing and stuff like that. So I was like, I think that she would be a good fit to like, you know, do this with me. And you were like, No, I don't have time for that. (laughs) And I was like, but maybe you do. So, um, But once you were on board, you were a total champion for the podcast. We did a lot of research in a very short amount of time. You're like, When are you thinking? I was like, What today? Like, we yeah. started like, <laughs> today. And you were like, uh, Well, I guess we need mics and we need headphones and we need topics. And what yep. platform are we going to use? <laughs> Which we use. Anchor. We love Anchor. It's so easy to do podcasts with Anchor. Uh, But yeah, so it was just, it was crazy. It was a whirlwind, but I wouldn't trade it for anything because, I mean, I don't know. Like, looking back, I can't believe we did it. And we were, like, pre-recording episodes. And I don't know. It's just been a lot of fun.
1: It has been a lot of fun. And I love, like... um I am just, I'm not a writer, so I would never be able to have like a blog or have to like write things. Or when people even ask me for like recommendations and like comments and stuff, I'm like, Ugh, I have to type this out. I'm much more <laughs> of like a talker, and it's so nice for us to have those like topics that we get to talk back and forth, whether we agree with the same thing or not, or we agree that a book is like good or not. It's so much nicer to have it in that format. Whereas like YouTube is very like one sided, like you're just talking to the camera, you know, and then like yeah. blogging is just you typing, and I'm terrible <laughs> yeah. at that. So this has been a lot more fun, like actually having topics to talk about and like discussing it and having people listen to like, you know, what our thoughts are.
0: Yeah, it, it has been a lot of fun. So now I thought it would be fun to chat about some of our favorite episodes. So what have been some of your favorite episodes that we've done in the past year?
1: So my favorites are always the like, the the cool topics that like Mm -hmm. we're discussing and coming up with whether it's like we're learning something or teaching someone how to like do something better within like reading or whether it's, like, a very controversial topic. Like, I really love the how to read more during the academic year because I felt like, you know, those were actual tips that were great for people that maybe struggled with, like, reading more or having time to read. I loved the how to set reading goals because, I, for the same reason, like, anything that has a tip or a hack or <laughs> anything like that. Yeah. And then I absolutely love the library episode and the yes. audiobook episode. Yes. Because I love, like... Versus things like, oh, you know, like, if you're book buying compared to going to the library, are you reading the book or listening to the audiobook? I love those topics so much. And I felt like we just had so much great, like, original discussion where we could just, you know, like, talk to each other, like, tell our own thoughts, like, you know, our own experiences with each thing. And then I also really like our recent um, book buying habits one, too, um, just because I think it shows – that you know like we're actually being honest with everyone that like oh yeah there are times when we're like overwhelmed with our tbr there's times where like we just don't know what to read because i think that people especially on booktube like they don't really see that side they just think that we have a million hours to read everything they always recommend to us and we never have a problem picking books you know so those are my favorite episodes because i feel like we were just ourselves and just honestly talking about like topics which was really fun
0: yeah, honestly, like, all of those are my favorites. <laughs> Ask Jacqueline every episode. She'd be like, okay, it's ready. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, it's my favorite
1: episode. Yeah. <laughs> For real. You were like, I love this one the best. And I was like, <laughs> okay, but then hear the next one. I love this one the best.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm such a fan. Like, I am literally a fangirl of my own podcast. I love the topics we talk about. I love, like you said, that we can just chat back and forth and we can have a difference of opinion and we can say, oh, this book sucks and here's why. And, Mm -hmm. and it's not just talking to a camera or writing a blog post or, you know, that. So I totally agree. I just love our podcast, but let me share some of my favorites. So I have different categories of favorites because like I said, I have so many. So some of my favorite episodes are the ones that we've done with guests Mm -hmm. because, you know, we didn't ever think we were going to have guests or we never planned to have guests. It was just like a me and you thing. So when we had on like Brie and Allie and Jesse, those were a lot of fun. They were a learning experience. Every single one of those brought a little something extra behind the scenes that taught us something about having a podcast. Yeah. Brie and Allie we brought on because they're experts in the genres that we discussed. So Mm -hmm. Brie for romance and Allie for middle grade. And then Jessie, our friend, like she's our real life friend. Mm -hmm. um, She was on the book discussion episode for Grown by Tiffany D. Jackson. And I don't think any of our opinions were like too far from each other's opinions, but I felt like all three of us focused on different things and picked mm-hmm. up on different things while we were reading, which made that discussion my favorite book discussion we've done.
1: Yeah, that was my favorite book discussion too.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna have Jesse back for my next book discussion, The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix, and um, I'm nervous about it because I've heard mixed things. <laughs> But I'm excited to talk about it with Jesse on October 25th. So <laughs> wish me luck. Um, I also really liked the Our Libraries Bad for Authors because you did the majority of the research and preparation for that episode, and I learned a lot. Um, so typically I do a little bit more of the research-based stuff, but in this one you did, so I felt like I was really learning it. Like say so, like you had all the knowledge at that point, and then you were like teaching me, and I was just like fascinating. That's how I that felt
1: stuff. for 99% of all the other episodes. <laughs> cuz like Gwen does all like she does like all of the Instagram, all of the back research. The only one I ever did was the library one. And I forget why I did that one. I guess I you like You were so found passionate something. about it cuz you yeah. like
0: library. Queen. And I
1: was like diving in. And I was like sending you stuff and I was like did you know this? Did you know
0: this? I was like why don't you just do this episode? <laughs> So, yep, I mean, was it was one. fascinating. Like you said, with that one in the audiobook, I loved looking at the studies and the facts and the statistics. Yep. Um, and because usually I don't like that type of stuff, but because it's something I'm interested in involving mm-hmm. books and audiobooks, like I was really, really interested in that. So I really loved that one. But I think my personal favorite, where it was just me and you doing our thing was the Thriller Tropes episode. Mm -hmm. It was one of the very, very early episodes. um, And I just know that we both love thrillers. And Mm -hmm. I just felt like we were like in our element. And we talked about all the different tropes, books, like thriller books that fit those tropes, and then like other recommendations and stuff like that. I just, I love talking thrillers with you. So that has to be a favorite. you know. I think
1: our audience also really loves that one because I think that's our most listened to episode still to date
0: it is is, well I mean maybe because it's old too like it's had time to like build up the listens but seriously guys you guys keep listening to that episode we get I get comments about it like do more thrillers and I'm like well we will but I have so many other cool topics in mind you know so I promise I will be back with more thriller episodes (laughs) but I have other things I want to talk about guys so it's on the back burner don't worry
1: (laughs) what about did you have any episodes that you didn't like so much
0: Okay, so I did, I do love doing book discussions, but they're tough, because the ones that we picked, at least, were never ones that we ended up really, really enjoying. I was always hoping that we would both be like, oh my gosh, five stars, but, you know, picking the books ahead of time, you never know. We haven't read it yet, you know, so it's just really hit or miss. So I think we had good discussions on why we didn't love them, though, and, yeah I just it's just hard, and I didn't love the all the anticipated book release episodes uh, because while I think our audience appreciates the hard work that we did to mm-hmm. share all the anticipated releases and stuff, it's a lot of work behind the scenes compiling yes, it all is. that giving all the synopsises of all the books, but not trying to give away too much. Mm -hmm. That's always like a huge responsibility. You want to give enough that they might be interested in the book that you're talking about, but you don't want to give away too much, especially because like we don't read the synopsis of the majority of the books that we pick up on our own. Um, So though, and those episodes were always the longest. I'm sure they were a pain to edit. Jacqueline. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so those were my least favorites, but I'm not going to, stop doing them they're just not my favorite personal favorites
1: (laughs) those those are also my least favorites like the book discussions I just felt a lot of pressure to have to read the book even like you know because we are both really big dnfers and so Mm -hmm. like when we're not enjoying the book it's like oh we still have to do this like we still have to like finish this whereas when you're like personally reading you're like eh whatever like I don't care whatever um and then with the most anticipated it is it's so much work because you have to like Do the work of making sure that you like, getting all of the ones that you're interested in. Because I always, um, you know, I'd put together a list and then I'd be like, oh, like, someone talked about this one. I forgot that one. Like, I need to go back. And then all the dates, like, the publishing dates during... Uh, like during 2020 like they yeah they (laughs) changed. so time I would say a
0: date you would be like um Gwen that's actually changed and I'd be like seriously I just checked yesterday I know yeah (laughs) it
1: was such a mess like just trying to figure out like okay are we giving out the correct information but yeah the editing for that one and they were they were so long like I think there was one time where we had done a most anticipated and then like something wasn't working with the technology and we were like oh my gosh and then we we were like let's just do this in a couple days because like we could not fathom having to like say right. all of that stuff over
0: again yeah it was, it was just like, like, like in the very beginning no.
1: when we were like Trying to figure out technology and stuff. Yeah, I think.
0: it's just there has definitely been bumps along the way, guys. We have filmed the same episode
1: multiple times. Yeah. We have
0: we've been lost like, audio and patched in audio. <laughs> and like, oh yeah,
1: oh one of my favorite. I forgot to say this, but one of my I don't know what episode it was in, but when you could not say the word opioid. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Was like okay, five was minutes classic. of Gwen laughing. Yeah, and then, like, finally, I was like, I'm just going to cut in me saying opioid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, with that robotic computer voice. Like, seriously, guys, it's like an inside joke with us now. Like, the word opioids, because (laughs) I literally could not say it to save my life. And then it was so funny that I couldn't say it, that I just couldn't. I had to, like, take, like, a five-minute break, because I was just laughing solid. (laughs) It was so Funny.
1: So what does the future of the podcast look like now? All
0: right. The future of the podcast looks great, in my personal opinion. So I hope everybody keeps tuning in. I'm definitely going to miss you. But... This is I'm something that back, I've been though. wanting to do for so long, and I really, really love doing it. Um, so while you might be leaving, the podcast is here to stay. Talk Bookish to Me will continue focusing on fun discussions and literary topics and recommendations, but I still hope to do four book discussions a year. And I don't know if I'm going to focus on, like, new releases or old releases you'll just have to stay tuned to the instagram um the plan is to have guests join me like special guests that we've had in the past except for you won't be here so i'll have other guests pop on um but you if you're available you know you'll pop on Mm -hmm. um but i'm also looking forward to doing some solo episodes as well Mm -hmm. it will be a different dynamic for sure But I'm ready for the challenge because when I envisioned doing a podcast, you know, way back in the day when I started, like before discovering bookish podcasts, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I could like do a podcast. That would be so cool. So I never had an idea to have like a co-host or anything like that anyway. Guests have been announced for the remainder of this year, and guests for 2022 will be announced towards the end of this year. Um, You can keep up to date on all the announcements and the episode lineups by following me on Instagram at TalkBookishPodcast. And if you'd like to be a guest um, on an upcoming episode, there's a simple form you can fill out that's linked right there on Instagram. So just click the little link sign up. It's a few questions, super easy. Um, and then I'll get back to you if I think it's going to be a good fit. Um, if you have any topic ideas that you would like me to add. Now I'm just going to tell you guys up front, 2022 is planned. Okay. I already have topics. So Um, for 2023, I have like a kind of an ongoing list of ideas. Um, so those are kind of ones that I pull if one doesn't work out for 2022 or just that's kind of where I put my dumping ground ideas like, oh, I should talk about this. Oh, I should talk about this. So if you send in an idea, don't think I'm ignoring you. (laughs) It's, it's there um so yeah so feel free to message those to me um either email them at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com or you can dm me on instagram it's coming to an end i don't want it to come no to an end. i'm gonna be back don't worry uh all right before we wrap up today's anniversary episode i want to say a fond farewell to Jacqueline as my co-host I know we will have other opportunities to work together, but this kind of feels like the end of an era, you know? I mean, it's been a year of doing this.
1: It's crazy. It does not feel like a year, though. Like, it it feels like it's been, (laughs) like, three months. It's crazy.
0: It's insane. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm sad about it, but I'm excited. Like, I can't believe we did it for a year.
1: Yeah. I think think it's going to be... Like, before we close, like, I do think it's going to be a lot better, like, with you having other guests and stuff on, because again, like, how we talked about, like, other topics, it will be really nice to have, like, other people's opinions and stuff. Plus, I also think it's going to be a lot, there'll be, like, a lot more passion in each episode, like... Some of the ones that you want to do solo, like those are probably episodes that like you absolutely like you have such a passion for, which is gonna be great because then people don't have to listen to me just like make things I don't up really for like it. No <laughs> 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 Yeah, you don't have to listen to me like hate on your favorite book or anything like that. Yeah. But then also like I do wanna come back for like episodes that I think are like perfect for like me and like my you know genre or niche or my own personal opinions or whatever so I do want to come back and I think it will just be like the podcast is going to be like super refreshed I think for 2022 because you're going to have like new faces new voices new opinions I think it's going to be great
0: yeah I'm I am excited about that because like you said it with two people we obviously have different things that we're passionate about you know Mm -hmm. you're getting into memoirs you're getting into true crime and I like really love romance and really love Mm -hmm. through I mean you love thrillers too but like I probably definitely love romance more than you and so there's been times where I've wanted to like do other romance episodes but I know that like you wouldn't like that or there's been Mm -hmm. topics that you've been passionate about that I'm kind of like I don't really have anything to add to that conversation so having like being able to pick any topic I want Mm -hmm. (laughs) and talk about it and be like hey is this something you're interested in talking about because how boring would that be (laughs) if you know it was like I was super excited about it and you were like I could care less or you were super excited and I was like this sucks so it's yeah it's it's been a balance of having to see
1: yeah it's like the reason that like we had asked Allie to be a guest on for the middle grade march because like I had literally read one middle grade book ever (laughs) and so I was like well that would have been such a boring episode for like you know, you to give your recommendations, and then me be like, okay, cool, here's my one recommendation, guys. So Mm -hmm. I think that adding the guest feature is going to be fantastic. And I think that will also be great, because more of their audience will get to listen to the podcast, too. So it'll be um, more listeners. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I want to thank you so much for giving the podcast a chance. Like I said, it wasn't easy to bring you on board. um, But you helped me make my dream of podcasting a reality. And I honestly do wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. There's no beef here, you guys. A lot of people when I announced that you were leaving on Instagram were like, Oh, they're not friends anymore. No, oh, guys, really? we're still the best of friends. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: No, yeah, that's not what it was like at all. I have to go back to work, and I am working on, like, new things for, like, my YouTube channel and stuff like that for the new year. And, on uh, like, that's – maybe that should be an episode in the future. Like, you guys have no clue, I think, just the amount of work that it goes for. Like, if you bring on, like, a new live show or you bring on, like, a book discussion or whatever it is – there's so much planning that goes on behind the scenes before you even announce it. And then you have to like keep up with that constantly. And then, you know, keeping up with Instagram and keeping up with posting and answering people's comments like it's a full time job. And Perfect so I example just example
0: ha- is your new readathon that you're hosting. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say something about that? It should sure, forever yeah. to plan it.
1: Yeah, so I've actually been planning a thriller readathon since the spring, and I just did not have like I had come up with ideas and kind of like you know bounced ideas off of people, and I just didn't ever have the mental capacity to be like, okay, I'm gonna put it all together, make sense of all of these ideas, make a formula for it until like this summer when I had a little bit more time, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to do it, and so I have the thrill to the weekend a uh, readathon which is a 72 hour readathon but i wanted it to be like super interactive like Gwen said i love trying to go like in a different direction than everyone else so i didn't want to just have a thriller readathon for a week like all the other ones on booktube so this one's a little bit shorter but it's mostly hosted on discord so like a, a lot of my subscribers get to like personally chat with me we're gonna watch a movie together we're gonna I have different things planned for each round since there's gonna be four rounds and I am so excited because it's not just all about reading as many thrillers as possible like it's also about like the community and that's even kind of going into my big plans for the new year so I just had to like Untie some strings and be like, okay, where can I get a little bit more free time for? But I'm still gonna be coming back on the podcast for a couple episodes a year because I do. Yeah, really she's already
0: it. scheduled, guys. She's coming back March seventh. So mark on her calendar, March seventh, yeah, Jacqueline yeah. will be back. I'm not yeah. gonna say the title of the episode. They have to stay tuned.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's the only reason why there is no I didn't even realize that people thought anything different than that. because yes. like for there was me, a little, when- so
0: this I, this way I can point them back to this episode yeah. and say, "Go listen to the episode. We're both on there. We're both saying everything is okay. We're still friends. We're still going to collab. You'll see yeah. us on BookTube. she will be back here on the podcast." It's just that this was my passion. This is something that I've wanted to do for years and years. And mm-hmm. Jacqueline just helped me like get it on board. She kickstarted me. Said we can do this got me started and now she's like you've got this you've got yeah. this so,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so check out the podcast on instagram at talk Bookish podcast gwen has started announcing some of the new guests there's also a link in the bio for the form if you're interested in being a future guest right now she's looking to onboard guests for spring and summer for 2022 until
0: next time <laughs> happy re- reading <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we did that so <laughs> we're like i don't want to say it <laughs>
1: I think that that is a good episode, yeah.